In life, we encounter people every day, all of whom have stories to share. We rarely take the time to ask people their personal stories, many of which will touch, move, and inspire us in some way. Matt has a passion for making authentic connections and learning about people from all walks of life. He has lived a life of giving back to the community and making a difference in people's lives. Are you ready to meet fascinating people and hear some inspiring stories? The Matt Hilton Show will introduce you to a world of possibilities you never knew existed. Sit back, be present, and enjoy. Here's your host, Matt Hilton. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Matt Hilton Show. As you are aware, this is the second part of Jerry Moody's interview. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. With almost 20 years of real estate experience in the North Texas area, the professional realtors at Hilton Realty Advisors have helped over 500 clients with their housing needs. Hilton Realty Advisors covers all areas of real estate, buying, selling, building, investing, and renting. We deliver the keys to home ownership to all through integrity, love, and joy. Call us today for all of your real estate needs. If you had a memory from childhood that makes you smile when you think back to that, what would that memory be? Um, I'd say probably the most proud thing that I did, which kind of revolves or involves me getting to SMU. Um, I was a pretty good football player in Missouri. I, I just was small. I only weighed 155 pounds uh, as a senior. And so I was, I think I was the third highest rushing running back in the state. Um, my whole family went to Arkansas, so that's where I planned on going. Um, but something made me read the USA Today, which in Springfield, Missouri, didn't have much news. And there was a little blip when it was talking about Texas that SMU had just gotten their football team back from the death penalty. Um, so I'm 18. I hang up. I, I put the paper down. I call 411 and somehow get Forrest Gregg, the new head coach, on the phone at SMU telling my story. And three days later, I get a packet that says, you've been accepted. See you at SMU. So that's kind of how I changed tune or changed. I pivoted in life, so to speak. And it just put me in Dallas. And uh, I thought that was kind of, you know, where I needed to be. And so that was pretty cool looking back on that, that that got me here. And then all these things have transpired just because I was here. And isn't that interesting how one thing can change the trajectory of your life? Right. Right. One decision, every decision that we make right. changes where we may end up. Is there another, um, you mentioned the word pivot. And we've had to do a lot of pivoting in the real estate world. Uh, yep. You know, we've changed from a hot seller's market to now it's not really a buyer's market. It's not even a balanced market. It's still a seller's market, but it's not as hot as it used to be. So we've had to pivot a little bit. Um, is there a time that you remember that you really had to pivot outside of real estate? Um, probably when I got out of the legal business, it was a big change in direction at 40 years old. Um, and so... Uh, it, it boiled down to, I, I was enjoying doing these entrepreneurial things for the partnership. Um, but then we were going into, we were coming out of 2008, 2009 in a recession. Um, and so things were shaken up all over the place with, with all the different things I was involved in. And so I kind of had to decide if I wanted to go back to practicing law full time, um, and justify, you know, what I was making, which was fine, but I didn't really want to go back to arguing 24 seven. So, you know, that was a big, big pivot mentally and for my family to, to get out of the legal business because I own part of that company. Yeah. 
you know, I would be remiss and my viewers would probably, or, and those that are tuning in would be like, why didn't you ask a question? So what is it like being at a family function when Jerry Jones is there? I mean, like, is it, is it any different? Is it like, yeah, what is it like? You know, I've been doing it since I was in diapers. So it's, you know, the older I get and the more time that I've spent around all the, all the organizational stuff and the team and then the other ventures, it, it is pretty eye-opening that he's done a whole lot in his lifetime and you know he's very inspirational we just we just got back from a family trip my mom's 78 he's 81 um and so we're starting to do a little more family reunion type trips where the whole family's getting together um but i was speaking to someone before we started filming and and just hearing a story that made me smile something he did 20 years ago so those things um come up and you know there's not a whole lot of difference i mean i don't I don't think he treats me any different than he does anyone else. Um, but I'm glad he's getting a little more sentimental. <laughs> How is he now? <laughs> yeah. In what ways? I think it's uh, it's probably the way we'll all be when we get to 80. And uh, you've done a lot, but you, you're leaving a big, um, you know, path behind you with family members and, and grandkids now and great-grandkids on, his, on, on uh, his side of the family. So I think it's just part of you know, the aging process. So, uh, you know, I've answered to him for a long time and, and the answers are now a little softer. Are there any lessons that you've learned from uncle Jerry? Oh yeah. Um, I think it, I think it's probably, uh, selling him short to say he's motivated and that he's done a lot, but, uh, I, I, on this past family trip, there were you would think you'd have heard every story about him and in his college years and young twenties. And we probably had, you know, a two or three hour period one evening where he was telling stories and about things that we knew that we'd heard a little bit about, but never the story. And so, um, I see it as it's a never ending, a never ending, um, result of stories. Yeah. Yeah. I love the story aspect of it. I mean, that's one of the reasons I do this show is so people have a platform to share their stories, right? So, um, what is the legacy that you want to leave? Um, I think I'm feeling pretty good about what's happening with that properties and where we're headed there. And I've got two sons that are at university of Texas. One will be a senior, one's a sophomore. Um, so really my legacy involves what they think of me. You know, I, I feel like I'm a good dad. Um, I've tried to be uh, present in about everything they've done. They were both really good high school athletes and both exceptional students. One's in the acting field uh, with radio, TV, film, and then the other one's at Macomb School of Business. So um, really, those are my two two pride and joys. I just hope they're proud of their dad. Um, and then I think the rest will take care of itself. So any discussions of them coming to work? You know, there's, there's an idea of that happening. Um, um, but I think as a parent, you kind of don't want that to be their focus as they're at this stage. So, um, the older one's working for Morgan Stanley and their wealth management division. Um, the younger one is, is basically going to graduate summer with the entrepreneurship minor from Macomb school of business. Um, and so it's really about what path are they going to be on? Um, but if the, if and when the time's right, they'll they'll join, and you know, it'll it'll happen. Yeah. 
at before the show, we were talking about the discovery process, right? And mm-hmm. how we both entered into college and thought we were going to go one path and we both ended up with the economics degree. So, right. you know, it's, uh, it's interesting how things go, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you look back on that you, you think, man, if I would have done that differently, or let me phrase that a different way. Is there something that you would tell your younger self knowing what you know today? Yeah. Um, I think being, being related to the Joneses gives you an idea of what you can accomplish. Um, sometimes that's a little hard to, uh, conquer, so to speak in, in your endeavors. So I think in my twenties, I really felt like I was going to do a whole lot more than I've done, even though I feel like looking back at it at 53, I've done a lot. Um, so I think there was a lot of pressure on myself at a young age that I probably shouldn't have put on myself and just enjoyed a little more of life. Yeah. You know, people put a lot of pressures on themselves. Um, and no pun intended, but keep up with the Joneses, right? So like it's uh it's just interesting that we as a society, we we expect that of ourselves, right? Just a do what we can to outdo somebody else or compare ourselves to somebody else. And what I've learned is comparison is a horrible thing to, to rely on. Right. Um, you know, you've got to do things that are true to you, um, who, that bring you joy. And, um, so with that, what do you do that brings you joy? Like, do you like to travel? What do you like to do, um, in your free time? Love traveling. You nailed it. Okay. My favorite thing to do. Uh, my wife is a middle school counselor here at Highland Park Middle School. So uh, summertime hits. She's off work for two and a half months. So we, that's when we kind of focus on traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of stuck. Everything that involves my kids, I love doing. Like I got to be in Austin tomorrow um, for a real estate deal. And like I'm on the phone with them here to set up dinner with them tomorrow night. And so I think, I think as I've gotten older, the more being around my two children has been the most important thing for me. Yeah. As a father, cause I can, I can relate, right. Cause I have four kids Okay. and, um, as a father, who's always been an entrepreneur, how did you balance out family time versus building a business? I mean, it's very difficult as you know. Um, I think part of what the last I guess eight years while they were going through, you know, middle school and high school, I, I was really involved with the school, um, and really involved in their athletic programs. Um, but I would literally pack up my computer and go sit in the grandstands or the, the press box during practice. And I would do my work from up there as I would watch them practice. So I felt like I was balancing a lot of that by just being present. Um, and so, you know, the coaches weren't always excited that I was always there, but that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, is there anything that I haven't asked you so far that you would hope that I had asked you about? Um, I think since you're in real estate and this is kind of, um, maybe part of the reason I was invited, just kind of, you know, our at properties, Christie's brokerage is, uh, just had breakfast with the president of Metrotex, our board. Um, and so we're getting a lot of momentum. We've added, we've doubled in size since Christmas. 
Um, one of our big selling point is we have this technology that supports the agent that's proprietary. And, um, and so basically an agent logs in and does everything they need to do as an agent in one technology. And so they've been building this since 2003. So it's 20 years in the, in the making. Um, and so that's been one of the things is once we get the agents to have their interview, the recruiting interview, and we can show them the technology, um, has been a real big selling point. Um, we're essentially given on average about four hours a day back to the agent. And so common sense tells you if you got more time and you're a good agent, what do you, what's going to happen? You're probably going to do more deals. Sure. And that's kind of what our data is showing. So that's where we're headed. Fantastic. And they're based out of Chicago? At Properties is based out of Chicago. Okay. And they had grown all through the Midwest and down into Atlanta. Um and then they purchased the Christie's International Affiliate Network from Christie's, the auction house. Um, that announcement came out at the end of 2021, December of 2021. And so we started carrying the brand January of 2022. Um, but kind of what's happening and the reason that Christie sold at Properties was because of this technology. So all these independently owned brokerages around the world. Um, there's 180 owners, 900 offices, about 35,000 agents are all now being brought in to this technology so that we can share leads, referrals, communicate a little easier. Right. So we're kind of like a huge company, global company, real estate company sharing information, but we're independently owned here in Dallas. So, okay. you know, I, I, I make all the decisions and call the shot. So that speeds things along as a, as opposed to being a big company. Yeah. Um, but we, we're really having some good momentum um, with this relationship. From the conversations that you've had and what you've heard within the industry, what do you, what is your crystal ball telling you is going to happen here in the Dallas area? Well, it's a blessing we're in the Dallas area, uh, Texas in general. I think we're, we're pretty insulated from the standpoint of people are consistently moving here. So in the real estate world, if you don't have people moving here in the in the economy situation we're in with high interest rates, you're, the, the the transactions are going to go way down. Um, I think also where we're focused, which is more on the luxury level, um, you're dealing with a lot more cash buyers. So we're seeing, we actually had our biggest day ever as a brokerage yesterday. We closed almost $30 million in transactions in one day. Um, and so we're still seeing a lot of momentum in, out of the Dallas office. Um, we opened Frisco about 60 days ago, and so we're we're filling it up with agents. So the transaction volume isn't quite where Dallas is, but we're starting to really um, see some momentum there too. Yeah. So. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on all that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, as we wrap up, I generally ask three questions, and it's around... Uh, is something that I've done for a few years now. And I like to inspire imagination and dreaming again in people because a lot of us have stopped dreaming. And um, I use a network of connections that I've built over the years and um, to make dreams come true in three different pillars. A person you'd like to meet that's living, a place that you would like to visit that you haven't visited yet, and an experience that you'd like to have. So I'm going to ask you those three questions, uh, and maybe my network can make that dream come true. Yeah. So, because uh, it's for anybody from any walk of life. So what person who's living 
would you like to meet that maybe you haven't met yet? Hmm. That's a hard one. Probably George Bush, even though he lives here. I've, I've been around him a lot, but never been able to have that one-on-one conversation. Yeah. Um, and then that's probably the one person. Just really respect him. He's involved in SMU. Yeah. Um, and so I really, I really like him. Okay. How about a place you haven't visited yet that you'd like to visit? Probably Maldives. Okay. Uh, mainly because I see the pictures and my wife's like, when are you taking me there? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great place. Uh, I haven't been yet either, so yeah. but I've, I've heard great things. I hope your network can get that one done. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and as far as an experience you'd like to have that you haven't experienced yet, like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane or... I've done that. Okay. Uh, I did that on my 21st birthday, so that's that was checked off. Right. Um, so a friend of mine has a company that puts together fantastic trips and, and one of the ones he put together, you obviously pay to go, but it's like capped at 10 or 15 people, but he would, this is before all the Russia stuff, but it went to Russia and took MIGs up to the edge of space and then landed. So I'd like to do something like that. Yeah. So it wouldn't be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, I wish you all the best in your uh, in app properties and the growth of it and expansion. Um, after Frisco, what do you think is going to happen? What, you have uh, I said on Fort the other Worth part? is Fort Worth is the next you know hot pocket, and okay. then uh, I'm working um, on Austin as well. Okay. So there's some momentum in Austin with a different group, but be a separate franchise. But I'd be involved in that. Right. So those are the next two, and then after that, I'll just grow them, and that'll be it. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. My pleasure. Truly a pleasure. Yes. Thank you. And y'all, that's a wrap. And tune in next week as we have another fascinating person with an inspiring story. Join us on The Matt Hilton Show. And if you haven't done already, subscribe to the YouTube channel at The Matt Hilton Show. Thank you. Have a great day. If you'd like to contact Matt or know a fascinating person with an inspiring story that would make a great guest, reach out to the show at The Matt Hilton Show at gmail.com.